do this like Brutus. Woo. Right. I'm still getting major static. Sorry, I'm I'm not sure if it's like my setup. No, it's I hear it too. It's not like horrible, horrible though. It's I mean, if nobody's really like super annoyed by it, we can move forward. Yep, sweet as no worries. All right. So, Stuart, Anthony from Blindfolded and Led to the Woods. Probably the only band I've ever heard from from New Zealand, and you fucking blow me away. <laughs> <laughs> oh, that's crazy, um, considering some of the bands we have down here now. But that's pretty cool. It's it's awesome to be here, man. Thanks for having Thank us. Uh, Thank you for coming on my small podcast, which I am slowly trying to grow. And uh, yes, you guys are doing me the huge favor here. And I do not take that lightly. So how you guys don't think you're that huge, but like I see a lot of people like enjoying the fuck out of you in the States. So who would you say is, is like the big and like the heavy fucking hitters down there? Uh, well, Ulcerate's the first one that comes to mind. They're kind of like um, I the heroes. Know they were from New Zealand. Yeah, yeah, man. They're a New Zealand band. They're from, I think they're based in Auckland, so that's up in the North Island. We're from Christchurch, which is in the South Island. Um, okay. So, yeah, I mean, they're, they're about as big as it gets from New Zealand. And then you've got bands uh, from our hometown, a, a band called Organectomy, if you've heard of them. They're absolutely I think I saw you post about them. Yeah, like brutal, brutal death metal. Um, yes, like some of our some of our best friends, and yeah, super, super sick. Hundred percent, check them out. <laughs> oh, I will. Also, yeah, I did not. I had no idea Alterate was there. Sorry, Anthony, what were you saying? There's, a, there's another band called Alien Weaponry. I believe they're pretty huge in the in the metal scene, and I think they're uh, quite well known for um, adding in Teoda Maori. I hope I'm pronouncing that correctly, which is multi-language into metal music, which is really cool cultural diversity in the uh, metal scene. I've checked out a bit of their stuff. I think they're, they're pretty awesome, I think. That's right. I forgot about them, too. They had that one single that came out a bit ago, Taikangata, I think, was it? I think that's the one, was yeah. It? Yeah, I might have slaughtered that also, so I also apologize to the more if I uh, fucked that up. <laughs> But yeah, no, they're fucking good too. So yeah, I really and should I mean, remember the, the local scene that we have in New Zealand is really strong as well. Like, um, you know, we have massive bands come through, massive international bands, and quite often they're blown right. away by the the turnouts that they get, uh, and and that's just due to people fostering and growing the local scene that we have. Um, it, it's pretty amazing. Like we'll get great turnouts at shows all over the country. Yeah, it's, mm. it's pretty sick. And really coming as coming as an outsider, because I'm f based in Australia, um, I absolutely adore the metal community. Not only in Christchurch, where Blindfolded are from, but just all around New Zealand. It seems to me that it's really a community, and everybody knows of each other and is respectful of each other. And and just what they bring to the uh, metal community uh, all around New Zealand, it's really cool. I'm, I was blown away by it when I first, you know, came um, <clears throat> quite a few years before joining in another band I was in, 
And then four years later, I had crowd members still remember me having only played one show. Uh, I was blown away by this. So the community of uh, metalheads in New Zealand are just awesome people. And it blows my mind still. That is fucking fantastic. So it's more of a build each other up instead of break each other down community. I'd say yeah, so. I mean, I think yes. like when I think when I entered the community when I was younger, it wasn't really like this. But the last like decade or so, it's really changed. Um, so I mean, it's a pretty beautiful thing to see to see that change. And yeah, yeah, it's cool, man. So. Can you think of there being like a catalyzing thing that like emboldened that or was it just like slow build on top of each other or like an old guard moving out, new guard coming in going, hey, we got to help each other. Like we're in this together. <laughs> yeah. I think it's probably a little, bit of, a little bit of both. I think that one thing that happened in New Zealand around that sort of time in Christchurch, uh, we had like a massive earthquake and mm-hmm. you know there was 180 185 people killed in that earthquake and Ooh, i think that that really put into perspective like <coughs> life you know <coughs> and i think that the flow on effect of that was actually um it, it impacted all sorts of stuff throughout society but i did i do think it impacted the metal scene like um i was playing in a band with uh, one of my best friends, his name was Matty. He was actually, unfortunately, killed in the earthquakes. So that was a massive thing that happened within the scene. You know, we lost one of our own. And I think it changed It changed everything, really, for, for so many people. But I think since then, you know, the snowball effect has been, let's support each other. The bands that are doing really well, you know, they'll all help each other out. They'll they'll share their tunes, share their whatever they're doing, even if it's just onto their stories and whatnot. Um, so it's not like, hey, we want to come out and be the best and the biggest band there is in the country. It's like, let's let's all do this. Like New Zealand metal is fucking sick, and <laughs> let's all come up together. Like sick bands, sick musicians, great people. Nice. That is fucking fantastic. No, I'm I'm a big fan of that just because over here, I mean, I'm not in a band or anything, so I don't know. But, I mean, you just hear of, like, certain cities, like, on the East Coast, like, being more and more cutthroat with each other, being, like, trying to outplay, like, just doing weird shit, and you're just like, what the fuck, dude? <laughs> Yeah, I mean, maybe we're in for a wake-up call when we tour, like, properly internationally, but <laughs> I mean, we're just doing uh, having a good time. I know? think you guys will be pretty good because it's more bands get, I mean, I won't say bands that are signed don't get taken advantage of on the road, but I mean, it's you're going to have a harder time getting taken advantage of if you get on, like, an actual tour with somebody versus, like, if you're trying to like find the clubs and like do the whole like punk rock, do it yourself thing and setting up a tour and like going to like shitty dive bars that like, are they going to fucking pay us at the end of this type of deal? <laughs> yeah. Like I, I hear a well, lot of stuff of- with that. Cause I, I used to live in the South and the, the American South is a bit different towards metal than 
the Northeast and the West Coast. Yeah, sweet. Right. Well, that's good to know. I think we've kind of, we've done a lot of DIY stuff in the past. We've been a band for a long time. We've been a band for, for 13 years. So um, yes, when we were younger, it was all about DIY and really just partying and having a good time. But we take everything a bit more seriously. We're a little bit more growing up now, you know. <laughs> I have noticed the difference between arm to the teeth, the jelly beans, and then nightmare withdrawals. And I'm like, it was still good back then, but this is nightmare withdrawals was just turned into something fucking different. I'm like, this is fucking amazing. Then rejecting obliteration came out and I'm just like, <laughs> it just fucking, I'm like, damn, that one was good. It was so good. I thought friends knew about it. And like, I was talking to them, two of my best fucking friends, actually. I was talking to the one I was lifting weights with. And I'm just like, yeah, I'm going to. I'm going to talk to the guys from Blindfold and Led to the Woods. He's like, who the fuck is that? I'm like, excuse me? I didn't tell you about them? He's like, no. So in the middle of lifting weights, I put on rejecting obliteration, and he just goes, fuck yes. <laughs> He's just like, yes, I approve of this. I'm just like, I really feel bad I didn't tell you. So I had to like text all my other friends and like, like, did I not tell you about this? Did I not tell you about this? I thought everyone knew. Cause like I knew a bunch of other people that did know, and I was just like, "What the fuck is wrong with me?" <laughs> well, thanks well, for we, uh, the word, man. We appreciate it, man. And what a what an awesome place to be sharing that music. I love metal, especially for the gym. Like they just go hand in hand, really. Fuck yeah, man. Yeah, hey. no, it's it's perfect. So perfect. So. I'm sure you guys didn't make it like going, hell yeah, gym bros are going to love this shit. So like, what are some <laughs> of the influences into that? I mean, you know, secondary side effect, like gym bros loving it going, fuck yeah, this is the violence that I need to get through. <laughs> I think, um, <laughs> I think like when, when we made night, we were draws, that was the moment where we decided to, like I say, grow up and take things a bit more seriously, but rejecting obliteration is a bit different. Um, I think that, you know, we recorded that album during like the whole pandemic thing. And it was just such a fucking weird time to be alive. And I think we were all like, and very like introspective when we were making that album and looking back on it, especially the lyrical content and stuff, we're talking about stuff that's like quite personal to us. And, you know, maybe that was due to being in lockdowns and kind of not having as much kind of like social interaction as we, we usually would. And I, I guess it kind of, you know, it made that album what it is. And that album has like a lot of emotive stuff going on, which we'd never really dive, you know, dived into that hard before. So, yeah, it's really like a combination of things, but... Obviously, the heavy, like, we're a death metal band, so the heavy stuff is kind of <laughs> the most important. But there's a lot of emotion in that album. Um, so, yeah, it's quite exciting to see what, where we go next. I think that's what makes it – I'm sorry, I'm talking over you, but I think that's what makes it uh, so relatable and connectable and fucking good is, like – 
you put that emotion and the personalness in there. So it's got that like super fucking heavy, great fucking vibes to it. And then it also has that like Swedish melodic death metal, like interpersonalness to it. Like, so it's just a beautiful fucking collaboration of like all sorts of things in metal, like death metal, a little bit of tech, Fucking, I can feel the math metal in there with all the time changes in there and like just the mood changes. I'm just like, holy fuck. <laughs> yeah, I well, still. Um... Oh, sorry. You go, Kuda. I was just going to say, I have an uh, interesting relationship with this album because prior to its release is when I joined the band and I didn't have any contribution to um, making the album um, apart from playing it live. Um, and some of the drums done by Tim were just awesome. And, you know, the whole production of that album. Um, but to touch on what you were saying, Stephen, just simply about, um, you know, combining those elements of um, emotion and uh, really some chords and some certain uh, ways that songs are structured bring out such an emotive power that Stu is so good at writing. Um, in conjunction with some, you know, nasty-ass breakdowns, my Lord. And there was a point uh, coming back from... Yeah, there's a point coming back from tour where, um, you know, I'd just been playing all the material and I was like, I should... I should really just like brainwash myself a little with the with the material and I think personally having listened to metal for a long time there's something sweet about the juxtaposition of brutality and melody and it's funny when you listen to you know uh, nightmare or rejecting obliteration because of the way Stu writes it's quite a thought compelling you think you know Am I, did I hear that right? Did it, you know, does it line up? And eventually when you come to understand the flow, I find that the melody hits you even deeper. And uh, like I said, I don't have a personal relationship. I'm not on the album. Um, Spending some time really listening to it and actually tuning in. um, Yeah, hit me on a level that I had not really felt from any other album. And I'm not just talking about it from the perspective of being in the band, but more so from a genuine listener's perspective. And um, actually not really being a part of the recording process, I think, has helped that for my appreciation for that album. Yeah. So what you're saying is playing the album the way that you do, where you came in and you're learning it and you're being a part of it now but not a part of the writing process for it. You got Stockholm syndrome to it. Yeah. <laughs> Dart out. Definitely. That's fucking cool. <laughs> and then, and then spending the time actually, you know, um, as a listener, instead of a writer, really as a listener, um, I became to appreciate the album in a different way. Mm-hmm. Mm. Oh, that's fucking really awesome. Cool. I'm very excited to um, be a little bit more, definitely a lot more involved in the next writing process. Well, don't get too ahead of yourselves. You guys need to like sell me merch first and then tell me how we can like (laughs) support you better and get you like stateside and don't come now though, because it's the middle of winter. Uh, It's a horrible (laughs) idea. At least wait until summer. 
when it'll be your winter, that's a better time. That's mm. definitely one of the challenges we face is like getting our getting our merch and stuff around the world because it's so expensive for people to buy our stuff from New Zealand. So, you know, we're always looking at ways that we can make that easier for people and, and easier for people who like us to be able to purchase that stuff. So, you know, between our relationship I with Pacific saw... Records and whatnot. Do you, do you know who Pizza Death is out of Australia? Pizza Death? Don't They're literally a pizza-themed death metal band. They're fucking hilarious, <laughs> and I appreciate them. Um, and, yeah, it's just a, a whole album about pizza and its ingredients, and it's fucking hilarious, and I love it. But they set up, like, a small online store just for, like, America and or just maybe some North America. I got a shirt off of that when I saw they opened it up. I fucking forgot who did it off the top of my head, but like, it's one of those um, print to order companies. So you're not just like, give me a lot of 200 of each size. Like, you know, I could go through and be like, I have like a size large and somebody else could be like, I need a size medium. And like they print it and ship it for you. Yeah, yeah, right. Yeah, yeah. That's that's a great idea, actually. Thank you. <laughs> mm. Pizza death. Pizza, Pizza death. death yes. Certainly have to take cool. them out. Yeah, they're Aussie. <laughs> I'll I'll find them. I'll say get out. No, they're not hard to find. <laughs> Sometimes it's one of those things where it's like you say it out loud, your phone's listening, and then it finds you. Yeah. <laughs> Thanks, Siri. Don't ask me how that works. I'm not a genius. <laughs> oh yeah. Oh yeah. But yeah, I did have a great hilarious idea and at least I think it's hilarious, but this is what I think you should do and it would sell. You should take a cue from Kiss and don't make a coffin like Kiss did, but I think blindfolded and led to the woods, body bag. Dude, I'd buy like <laughs> 3. Three I mean, I could like bags. haul, I could haul wood with it across the snow. I'd hang another one up in my buddy's gym in his basement. I just have another one just to like be like, I got a nice body bag over here that says blindfolded and led to the woods. <laughs> so it's got to have the logo and stuff on it, right? I think the logo is would definitely need to go on there. I was undecided if I wanted to try and convince you that I should have the rejecting obliteration artwork of like, you know, the arm getting bit and like that shit. And I'm just like, man, it would just be fucking perfect. Blindfolded and led to the woods. It just lets you know right from the beginning, like what this body bag is all about. <laughs> and I don't know why I think it's a fantastic idea, mainly because I'm, I have bad ideas all the time, but I'm like, that's the merch that people need. <laughs> They don't know <laughs> they on. need it. You'd probably only sell like the three to me because I'm the only idiot that would think it's great. You, you've actually given me trouble. You've given me an idea, can... Stephen. Maybe, maybe we could start a camping, um, you know, uh, equipment place, and it could be like we call them in in Australia. We call it a swag, which is just a rollout bed for when you're, you know, in the woods. Maybe we could start something like that. Swag, blindfolded, blindfolded, swag. blindfolded swag. Yeah, <laughs> get led to the wood today in a blindfolded swag, baby. Well, I don't All have right, a yeah. coffin, but I actually do have the coffin from 
our hallucinative terror video if you've seen that um we actually bought a coffin to make that video clip and i have okay. that in my garage it's not a kiss one but it is a blindfolded one this is what you do with that one tie it all together <laughs> fill it with jelly beans millionth person <laughs> to buy an album gets it I would actually like it out of my garage, so I'm I'm keen on that. Let's take yeah, out figure out a giveaway to fill it with jelly beans, so you tie it back to the first album. <laughs> yeah, we actually funny you should say that we actually did a jelly bean competition when we released that EP. It was like guess how many jelly beans are in this jar, and you win uh, like a merch pack EP T-shirt. How many were back in to like 2010? I don't think we even actually counted how many were in there. I think we kind of like made up a number and whoever got closest to that number won. Yeah. <laughs> nice. So we didn't even do it legitimately. Sorry. <laughs> <laughs> Whoever lost that is going to be pissed right now. They're like, I knew I fucking won. I knew in my heart of hearts I won. God damn it. Someone out there is going to find this in like 10 years and they're going to be like, it was me. They the stole my merch pack. <laughs> <laughs> See, now you're thinking. Mm, maybe Body we need to do jelly a beans. Yeah. Fuck, if you can find the person that won it, you can get a recount out of them. Mm. Well, I could be a bit messy. Had, I don't think we had the jar. I think we had a picture of it, so it wasn't even a real jar. <laughs> Just this is getting shadier and shadier. I really appreciate this. That's <laughs> so Stays funny. Kill me. <laughs> but I guess that's what you got to do when you're a broke band. Be like, yeah, we got this picture of this jar. Guess the jelly beans. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, we can't even afford the real deal. <laughs> oh, that is fucking fantastic. Oh. Touching back on um, some of our merchandise, most of the stuff is available, I believe, on Bandcamp. All the um, all the stuff is on there. And uh, whilst I was there, um, <clears throat> Nick, the bass player, uh, runs a small operation where he does a lot of the merch and posts it all out. And uh, it was actually qu quite a cool process posting a few things to the states, off into Europe, and to my homeland, Australia. Um, so I believe if anyone's interested in, you know, supporting us and, you know, helping us come to you and uh, giving you the best tech deck show we could possibly deliver, uh, supporting us with merch would be the best way to do that. And I believe you can get most of the stuff on Bandcamp. Um, but perhaps yeah, we I might have that website. Sorry. Sorry, Stu. Yeah, just on there. I think we're no about to drop a bunch of new merch as well. Um probably in the next like fortnight or so. So keep an eye out for that. Cause um, yeah, it should be all online very soon and you can grab whatever you want, whatever's left from our last tour. We're putting it all online, trying to get, get all rid of it so we can raise some money for our next endeavors. Sweet. And if you, if you say that you heard about the merch from this show on the purchase, if you put it in the note, um, I personally I charge an extra money. You, oh, well, I mean, I wasn't gonna, but I mean, I could, 
However, I was going to write a small love letter to whoever decides to purchase anything personally. Oh, yes. All right. Well, in that case, you also have to offer them a mustache ride. <laughs> um, I will get the body back first, and then the mustache ride will be on offer. All right. Fine, <laughs> fine. Only offer the mustache <laughs> ride to the hotties. <laughs> and everyone else, you just accuse them of not being able to have a cool mustache and that they can, you know, <laughs> but thank them very much precisely and be like, hey, doing God's work, buying our merch. Thank you very much. We'll come see you soon. We're going to melt your face off. <laughs> it is certainly rocking a fantastic mustache. Uh, I, you know, this is a good um, vlog moustache, but I think IRL moustache definitely has to go to Stu. Once you get up and close and personal with that thing, <laughs> there no amount of jelly to make it sweet. Yeah, I mean, you got a proper moustache. Stu's got the, he's got the full beard. He's got Maybe the whole. He's got Have I ever seen you? Just a moustache, Stu? <laughs> It's been a long time. I haven't, yeah, I haven't been without beard for probably 10, 10 years or so, I guess. Um, last time I shaved it off, I actually did like a poll on the internet. I was like, right, if you vote, vote for me to shave it off, I'll shave it off. And it, like everyone just voted for me to shave it off. <laughs> I just keep the moustache. And I looked, man, I Why looked not? just like you. I was rocking, rocking the same, the same spec. Just the uh, bottom. There's been too many beers and too many tours since then, though. I I, I don't know what I look like underneath this. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I had that fear once too. In about 2008, I uh, that's when I got out of the military, and I had to shave every day while I was in the military. I'm like, I refuse to shave or touch this thing for a full year. So I had like. This giant thing like down to here and you know fresh out of the military and trying to be in college that did not work for me um and i was just you know drinking at this cheap bar every night and like there's this one girl there and she's just like i'm pretty sure there's like a bird's family living in there like what what's even going on in there i'm like Fuck, i don't know but yeah like i did end up shaving that thing off and i'm just like oh my god there's just like disgusting things on my skin in here because there's not a good way to wash underneath it. I'm like, I should have done that in stages. <laughs> well, you're looking good <laughs> now, man. Oh, yeah, thanks. It's all, been, it's all worked out. It's been several years, and, uh, you know, many people going, you should try this. And I'm like, okay. <laughs> Whatever you say. Whereabouts in the States My are you, girlfriend just, uh Do you know where Niagara Falls is? I think so. It, um, is that in Washington, D.C., is it? No, no, no. Niagara Falls is uh, up closer to the Canadian border between Lake Erie and Lake Ontario, next to Buffalo, New York. Okay, yep, yeah, okay, yeah, so, all right. Yeah, so I live near there, and by near there, I mean about an hour drive away. Yep. So is that cool. what you would call North America? Uh, I think yeah, all the continents. 
Sorry. The, the continent is North America. I live, I don't know, it's somewhere in the dividing line between the Northeast and the Midwest. Ah, uh, yes. So Midwest. it's like that section. It's the Great Lakes region, I just call it. I'm like, I live on the North Coast. Well, it's a fucking big lake. <laughs> yeah. And it's so far away. Like, I mean, the furthest I've ever been is Australia. So we got a long way to go. <laughs> if it makes you feel any better, the only country I've been to is Canada. And it's that's cheating. It's like walking across the line to me. I'm just like, uh, <laughs> I've been to Canada. <laughs> I'm so quite like, unfortunate. Uh, I've been to the that? States. I've, I said I, I feel fortunate enough. I've been to the States. I've visited quite a few parts. And um, funnily enough, I've got some family members close to where we'll be for our, uh, our couple of shows over there. Um, I like America. Nice. I think it's really a nice place. Um, and it's, I mean... Uh, it's easy for me to say that being an Aussie, you know, everyone just hears, g'day, mate, and they like it easy. So I really enjoyed my time in America, and I can't wait to come back. Well, mm. the the joke about Australia and America being really similar is there's some cool shit on the East Coast, there's cool shit on the West Coast, there's not a lot in between. <laughs> oh, yes. That's why Australians mm. and Americans get along so well. Like at least that's that what I'm doing. You're on the coast, aren't you, Kudu? Um, no, I'm in where there's not a lot in between. So maybe Steve and I are on some similar axis. Most <laughs> likely, yes. I'm uh, Adelaide, South Australia. So this is the most. Um, actually, Melbourne is considered more south, geographically speaking, but I'm closer to the centre of the south of Australia, South Australia. Um, yeah, and yeah, that's right. On Perth, um, on the uh, west coast there, there's a lot of beautiful oceans and sharks and um, amazing, uh, <clears throat> you know, uh, land uh, sites to see. On the east coast, yes, just like America as well, you've got all the big, you know, some major cities, New York or Melbourne, Sydney, and um, yeah, it's very populated on that side of town, just like on the east side of America. So the real question is, is literally everything there trying to kill you? <laughs> Coming out to do the uh, interview, but I wouldn't say so uh, necessarily. I mean... <laughs> Kangaroos will kick your ass. All the snakes are poisonous. Every you know, spider wants to kill you. Nah, not true. Not true. Look, it always depends who you ask. But um, no, the spiders aren't all out to kill you. Um, spiders are common here, you know. But And if you see a red back or if you see a white tip, just don't touch it. Don't play with it, you know, unless you would like to kill it right ahead. Uh, otherwise, leave it alone. <laughs> You know, I've seen snakes at yard, and you know, one time I was I had a small drum room below a grandma's basement, and I had a snake crawl into my bass drum and get its skin to enjoy the double bass vibration. But as far as I'm concerned, that's an offering, and I'm grateful for the offering from the. You know, so I've got a good relationship. If you know, if you look at it that way, um. Uh, 
so it's so <laughs> nice, nice. Yeah, no. But, I mean, I don't know a lot about Australia other than whatever's fed to us, or fuck New Zealand for that fact. I don't, <laughs> I don't know a lot about those two countries other than what's fed to us on TV. So New Zealand, you know, I know the big important things. Obviously, Lord of the Rings, uh, Xena Warrior <laughs> Princess. Uh, oh, apparently, you guys far- farm elk and also have badass cheeses that they refuse to import here. Cheeses. I want some. Okay, I guess I guess I'm taking cheese for granted out here. Um, yeah, I've heard amazing that. things about New Zealand cheese. <laughs> yes. Like it's right up there with like the top ranked, any other like you name it cheese, and it's just like yeah, New Zealand. It's like one of the best fucking cheeses. I'm like fucking missing out on <laughs> cheese having God damn it, I got to get down there. I actually saw a cheese like a kind of boutique cheese factory on the weekend in a little um in a little sort of bay town that i was holidaying and um i should have gone in and i should have made i should have got some cheese there but i didn't i did not get any of that cheese i bet that they had fantastic cheese though that's where you'd get it small town new zealand is where good cheese would come from are you a big cheese fans too absolutely i fucking love cheese (laughs) <laughs> cheese is amazing yeah. bro I made Dude, spaghetti cheese. and meatballs today just so I could put cheese on it <laughs> <laughs> yeah. oh. what's your favorite kind of cheese blue cheese blue wow. cheese okay so I like blue- that hardcore stuff well I mean it's partially because um, you know Buffalo New York area so that's the dipping sauce that you get with the buffalo wings, or as we call them around here, it's just chicken wings. So, you know, you get your hot, spicy chicken wings, and then you get the blue cheese sauce, and that's how I got my love for blue cheese. And now I just fucking crumble that shit on salads or anything else for the most part. It doesn't go on spaghetti. That's just, that'd just be <laughs> weird. Although I did go to a place one time, and they made a gorgonzola Alfredo, and I had to try that, and it was not good. I don't know why it wasn't good, but I was just like, "Hmm." you can't have it all, you know? No, you can't. You can have your cake and eat it too. You can't have your cheese and eat it too. Well, I'm going to prove that wrong. I used to manage a uh, ice cream store here in Adelaide and um, it's world famous for having uh, all our, uh, ice cream, blue cheese, fig, walnut, and pear ice cream. It was essentially based off of a cheese board or a smorgasbord, um, all combined into an ice cream. So you can have your cake and eat it too. It just depends where you are, I suppose. I want that. that. Disgusting. It's good. <laughs> I mean, it's throw good. some salami in there and it's a fucking charcuterie. Stephen, <laughs> that is all yours. That's all yours, mate. <laughs> I'm you're not, staring clear of that. <laughs> you're not keen. Why, you got something against ice cream? Yeah, what's your problem? Just, well, you, I mean, blue cheese and ice cream, that's... I mean, that's... It's milk with milk. <laughs> what, is the blue, what is the blue part, though? That's not milk, right? That's it's just love. a little bit of mold and flavor. <laughs> I don't know if oh, it's actually it's actually a bacteria, and it's really good for your gut. Actually, the what is it? 
Lactobacillus. I think Roquefort is one kind of bacteria that they use. I forget what they are, but they're actually so when the cheese is unpasteurized and raw and it's still got the bacteria in it in the blue cheese that's like when it's really good for your gut so it like goes in like a probiotic and it actually like helps you maybe so that's like, my problem i don't have enough blue cheese i mean you can try kimchi or sauerkraut if you don't want to go down the blue cheese route bro <laughs> there's just two other things i don't like <laughs> <laughs> oh man yeah I don't know I eat like everything <laughs> no no yeah you're missing out you can get you some blue cheese your bro here is going to hook you up with the ice cream you're going to hook him up with some New Zealand cheese like come on you guys are going to have a good trade going Mm. We're gonna have cheese. We're off. gonna have cheese dreams. You know those dreams you get. Oh, cheese off! Did you? Did I hear that right? Cheese off. Cheese. Kuda off. said he wants to have a cheese off, bro. Bring your a game. Yeah, I'll, I'll cheese off any day. Come on, then. Dog. So talk, but can <laughs> he walk? Man, you just wait. You just I'm, wait, Kuda. Hey, I you. just want to be the referee while you guys <laughs> fuck each other up with cheese. <laughs> well, hopefully, we'll this- be in. Uh, in New York sometime soon and mm. we'll be able to make this happen. Live. Live stream that cheese off. <laughs> well, you got to come to the right side of New York because uh, New York City is about eight hours from me. <laughs> right. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. So Buffalo, I got, here know, we come. That, but I got Buffalo's by me, Cleveland, Ohio's close to me, and so is Pittsburgh, Pennsylvania. So if you hit one of those three, I will show up. But if you hit all three in the same week, I'll show up to all. I mean, just a little road trip, you know? Yeah, it's just a little road trip. I mean, what's a $2,000 airplane ticket for cheese amongst friends? (laughs) Not much. Yeah. I don't even know that kind of disposable income. I don't know anyone who does. (laughs) Not these days. In this economy? Wow. With all yeah, the cheese, you could. <laughs> that is a good point. Do you know what two thousand dollars is in cheese? Believe me, it's a I whole do. fucking wheel, bro. <laughs> that's a that's a couple wheel. of meals. Depends who you're asking. No, I said a wheel. Oh, sorry. Whole, sorry. Whole wheel of cheese. <laughs> I like. Maybe that. we'll smuggle some, like a, a wheel of New Zealand cheese over there. And that'll help pay our way. Yeah. Yeah, it is. Sell it by the spot. We'll be selling cheese at our merch stand. Get oh, your cheese. One thinking. slice of cheese. Or, um, Standing outside the venue on the corner, we're like, hey, kid, you want to try some New Zealand cheese? Just cutting off hunks. <laughs> <laughs> well, Blow we your freaking mind. I think some venues over there are taking, like, cuts from your merch, so... Not from your cheese. Uh, Cheese Yeah, I have heard that there's that happening. Um, Some venues do, some venues don't. I don't know where the dividing line is or which ones do or don't. Um, Yeah, I've heard bands will just not sell merch at certain places. Um, 
I think like the big ticket seller Live Nation here, um, they just teamed up with I forget who. I think it was like Willie Nelson, and like they just had some big announcement that they're like not going to cut into merch revenues anymore or some shit. Oh, okay, that's good. but the other thing is is like um like the actual labels have it in some band like a lot of newer bands is um contract is that they get part of the tour and merch revenue. And that's where like you see a lot of like making it really fucking hard for new bands is like they don't get shit for royalties anymore because you know people aren't really selling CDs or records except for like you know the very small percentage of people that want those as I'm sure you're aware. Um their merch sales get hit, their tour their tour revenue gets hit, like everything gets hit from the contract before they have to pay their manager and everyone else. Yeah, it's a sign of the times, eh? It's pretty tough out there. But mm-hmm. I guess you just gotta do what you can with what you got and you know Hopefully people come out and support regardless. But yeah, it is hard. It is hard. Everything's so expensive right now. But, you know, we just got to hope for the best. I don't know how to change anything. I just want to play sick riffs. I just want to listen to sick riffs and fucking (laughs) wear black (laughs) t-shirts. Well, we've got almost 40 years old wearing band shirts and I'm just like, I'm comfortable with myself. I'm happy. Hell yeah, that's all that matters. Hell yeah. So, I do have a very interesting question. Do you guys got any really fun conspiracy theories? There's (laughs) one I'll say on behalf of Stace, Um, the singer, and he convinced me firmly when I first joined the band. which was quite a serious issue. We once went to Nando's and we wanted to get their hummus. And um, it's quite a sad day, actually. Uh, they were all out of hummus. And he then coincided that with going inside to the shopping center and finding conveniently that they're also out of chickpeas. And this is where I learned the conspiracy or the, the hidden truth of our time if you wish, if you will, that uh, hummus actually comes before chickpeas. Because you see, what they do is they get the hummus, which then they turn into small little balls and dry, and then they sell that, which is a byproduct of hummus known as chickpeas. So that's actually how chickpeas work, and that's how hummus actually works. So, yeah. That's something that I will probably So what you're saying So the hummus industrial complex has us all convinced that the chickpea makes the hummus when it's really the other way around. Somewhere in the world there's an infinite source of hummus that just every (laughs) year gets put into these little plastic condoms, chickpea sized, sent out for your delight. And then it gets reconstituted back into hummus. That's why wherever you go, you always find if you're out of hummus, you'll also be out of chickpeas. You can't have one without the other. It's just how it works. 
I'm getting triggered so, back down. Chickpea hummus rabbit hole. So could we safely say that since all the chickpeas are uniform shape and size, that they're probably molded? So the hummus is probably mined out of the center of the earth, much like oil, possibly hydrofract. Don't quote me on this. Then it's put in a large container ship, possibly an oil type ship, sent to China, molded into these identical things. Think about it. Where else are they going to do it for that cheap in China. all of those molds? And then, I mean, where else are they going to make them that cheap? China, they're probably like plastic injection molded, like each one individually. Like they can do thousands per second, I'm betting. They're Sounds a very like, industrious you know, group of people. I mean, have you <laughs> seen like what you they've know, done to their rivers? You know quite a bit about this. So there used to be this show on the... Uh, I believe it was the science channel in America called how it's made. And it was just 30 minutes of them manufacturing things. And this guy voicing over exactly what's happening step-by-step -step process from like things coming out of the ground to being a finished consumer product. And I loved that That's show. <laughs> so I've seen many things just get made from like absolute nothing into like things. And That's I'm just like, awesome. this is so cool. I'm really glad that they, Close the Homus trilogy Man, I don't... there. Because now you know everything. Well, the Hummus Industrial Complex has now been exposed, and uh, I feel like we're on to something bigger here. So, since that stews. Now, that was actually. Conspiracy that theory. Was What's mine, yours, Anthony? But that was actually on behalf of the singer Stace. That's... Easily confusable, both lovely gentlemen. But, um, yeah, that's actually. That's that's what Stace would say. Oh, to okay. But Stu, what's your conspiracy of the day? What's your favorite I've conspiracy been, theory? I've been trying to think of one, but I can't really. Like I've got nothing. I'm just blanking on it. I don't know if I really have anything. I don't have anything got, fun got a, or interesting. I don't know, man. Yeah. That's okay. I just like to mess with people about conspiracy theories. Like the big one here that, you know, like people say is just like, oh, they faked the moon landing. So I immediately just jump into the, I just have to over crazy them. And I just go, so you believe in the moon, huh? My That's interesting. Current one is that um, birds aren't real <laughs> and that birds are just made by the government. Yeah. Oh, oh birds aren't real. It's so fun. The drones. Hmm. The drones. Yeah, and that's yeah, what COVID that's was. Right. They had to replace all the batteries. That's right. Oh. So we and, couldn't be um, outside. Actually, if you listen to the song Rejecting Obliteration, the exact moment where Stace and Stu together yell, <laughs> I'm rejecting obliteration, is a reference to rejecting the batteries of the birds going out. So, yeah. I don't think it says I'm rejecting obliteration <laughs> once in that song. We'll, we'll... We're supposed to go along with it. We'll we always had it. them. We always had a whole new community of blindfolded fans. Dude, I'm just out here. You could have went with something else. You could have went with like the melodic part of cicada is supposed to signify how the birds aren't actually eating cicadas anymore during the 17 year cycle. And then that's why well, they're actually, out of control. 
That's actually interesting, eh? Because I sent the album to a friend and she said to me, she goes, oh, it's really cool. It sounds like cicadas at the end of the song Cicada. Like you've got that sort of, it's like a swarm of bugs. Is that what it actually is? Hmm. Yeah. No, I don't think so. It's like, um, it's like, well, it it just yeah. sort of starts breaking up into like crazy noise. But, well, I don't know. I'd have to ask Sam because that was, that was something that our producer actually. Yeah, put that's into the song. um. She it said to me, and I was like, "Wow, I never even heard that texture him. in the like. I never even heard it like that." Do you guys yeah, have cicadas kind of down there? Mind. Yeah, hell yeah, yep. Big okay. Time. Heaps. Heaps. Too many. What's the life cycle on them? Because we have uh, two different cycles. There's a 17 and a 13 year cycle here for them. Yeah, I don't think we have the 17 year ones from. But don't quote me on that. But mm-hmm. I did see a whole bunch on the weekend that had just recently come out of their shells. There was this wall in the place I was staying at, and there was just cicadas everywhere, heaps of them. Nice. And they'd all just burst burst out the back of their shell. It was very interesting. Yep. The raccoons and all <laughs> the other creatures of the night, they just start going nuts around here whenever it's the cicada year. They're just like, <gasps> <laughs> We don't have raccoons here in New Zealand. Oh, you're missing out. Trash pandas are the funnest. Mm. Yeah, they've got funny hands. We we do have possums though, but they're not like the possums that you guys have. I don't think they're um they're a bit more like a small small bear mixed with a dog, but they don't have the like crazy tail. Okay. And that's yeah. Ours are to my knowledge on possums. Yeah, I don't know how to describe the North American possum other than just (laughs) batshit crazy. (laughs) And interestingly, it is also the only marsupial in North America. Oh, okay. Well, you've got um, the platypus in Australia, don't you, Kudu? Yeah. Which is like the weirdest creature of them all. It's got um, webbed feet claws it lays eggs um, but it has a coat of fur and something interesting i found out quite a while ago on its bill because it's got like the the beak or the bill of a duck essentially kind of um it's not orange though it's a, a darker color a dark brown there's actually like a filtration system on the top of the of this bill area beak area whatever you want to call it where um it actually filters all the water over the nose holes and actually uh, oxygenates the water before um, it goes through the nasal passage of um, the platypus. I believe that's correct. I heard it a long time ago, but they're a very interesting creature, a real interesting creature. All right, so I'm going to dive down this, but first I got to go... What do platypus eat? Do they eat like I think crawfish so. or little I th- fish? I, I, or I think mostly they probably or... eat what do they bugs. Eat? They probably also eat, um, yeah, little small fish in the water. I'd assume. 
can't, I haven't kept up with their diet for a moment. Some type of no, ads. no, they've just so, got. Uh, I mean, that's possible too, aren't they? Like covered in like an they, algae of some they sort. They do, but I know that they've got a fur kind layer on like them. I don't know if it's barrier. like an algae, but it's definitely like a warm coat that's to keep really them warm. Weird. They're covered in oil. I might be thinking of sloths are covered in like yeah, they're something. really sloths. Oh yeah, they have they have like a bacteria that grows mm. on them. And I think it grows yeah. on only them. Very strange. But anyways, so Some... now that I know that, so they eat meat. They are a mammal yeah. covered in fur. They got a leathery duck bill that's almost yeah. the same color as them. Webbed feet, and they lay an egg somehow while being a mammal. Yep, yep. <laughs> which means that they have milk, which means they have teats or tits, whatever you want to call them. Nah, that was top if of you the believe list. in a higher power that designs things was that was that guy drunk that day <laughs> or was he like ripping fat doobies going man i really yeah, killed it I when i made marijuana today and then like he's like let's have some fun give me a pencil <laughs> i think that's I'm exactly design something angel make that shit <laughs> He's like, I got to hide this plant in Columbia exactly or something. I don't know what we're doing with this. <laughs> I don't know. Speaking of Columbia, this is going to be totally unrelated. So you know how, like, back in the day, Coca-Cola had cocaine in it? Mm. I found out recently 7-Up used to have lithium in it. That the thing they, they give people for like severe mental like breakdowns and stuff, like that lithium they put in 7-Up. And that's the reason it's 7 is because that's the chemical number in like on the periodic table for lithium. Mm. And like is they had it in 7-Up. Is it is this fact? No, this isn't a conspiracy. This is like a fact that like they put lithium in Seven Up, and that's why they named it Seven Up as like a hangover tonic, and to like get you back <laughs> on your feet if you're like feeling a little bit low or down one day. I'm like, what the hell? And like they took it out in 1948, right after World War II. I'm like, holy shit! Gramps was why just all sorts of fucking having a great time. Yeah. Like, I think given the current situations around the world, like it's time to start bringing some of this stuff back. I think that's why they're legalizing weed everywhere. <laughs> Not here. I don't know about you guys. Well, I don't really? even, I don't smoke, I don't smoke weed, but we did have a referendum and, um, and it did not pass, which is very odd because like every single person in new zealand is a stoner but i guess that's probably why it didn't pass because they're all too baked to get out there and vote <laughs> uh, no over here it's not federally legal but like every state is pretty much just like watching all the states that do make it legal Gentlemen. and they're going well i want that tax revenue so we're gonna <laughs> just go ahead and do this which is why it's surprising that it's it's not happening more places. I will have to excuse myself. You know, 
My phone is uh, it's about to die. So thank you for having me on yeah. for this for this what first I'm... hour. I'm going to wish you guys the best of luck. And to everyone who's tuning in, sending you so much love from Australia, we look forward to playing our asses off to you. And, uh, yeah, we we'll hope to see you very soon. And don't yeah, forget we'll do to uh, mention this mention so that, that he has to write you a three-paragraph love letter when you buy I'm merch. Not. Three paragraphs. I don't making shit up, man. <laughs> yeah. Man, he did it. He said it. He'll it write something easy. very nice about you if you mention this. Thank you for being on, though, Anthony. It was a pleasure to have you. See Thank you, bro. You. Goodbye. So, yeah, that's what I know. Um, what were we just talking about? Weed? Weed. <laughs> Weed. Yeah. I know it's legal in Canada. Like federally, they just made it legal. And that's kind of like how they're like starting to lobby into it in America because the Canadian companies want to sell it here and make more money. Mm. Yeah. So, yeah. Yeah. New Zealand is a, a strange place. Um, there's a lot of things you'd think are happening here that aren't. And especially with the amount of people that smoke weed, like I said. Um, but it was like, it was a crazy referendum. It was like 49% said yes and like 51 said no. And even our prime minister at the time was like, yeah, I smoke weed. <laughs> so I'm voting yes. <laughs> and everyone was like, what the fuck? <laughs> But it's man, that is fucking awesome. <laughs> Just that, like your prime minister says something like that. Oh, yeah. I mean, you hear like it's like no, I've like the you know every politician just like denies they even know what it looks like. It's like bullshit. You went to college, bro. <laughs> yeah, I mean, I, I I've never been to the states, but you know. From what I see on TV, the the whole political environment very strange, very odd. You have especially from here, like yeah. You got two extreme sides that represent like maybe fifteen percent or less of the country, and that's both of those sides combined. But those are the loudest fucking idiots on both <laughs> sides. Those are the loudest fucking idiots trying to like just be as polarizing and stupid as they possibly can. Everyone else is in like some sort of shade in there and like they're in the middle and like for the most part, people are just like, I just want to be happy, comfortable monetarily, comfortable in my life. I don't want to be fucking bothered. Mm. That's it. Make the fucking roads work. Stay out of my hair. Hell yeah. I think that's that's what most people want, you know. We all just want to get mm -hmm. by, have a good time, play some riffs, do some blast beats. <laughs> Hell yeah. <laughs> I just want to put on loud music and, and enjoy myself in my car, in my headphones, in my house. But or I, I do feel things things have gotten progressively weirder in my time of like being conscious, being alive. 
over the course yeah. of my life. So 2024, you know, I'm hoping, I'm hoping is like, has some normality to it compared to the last few years. <laughs> but time will tell. Well, I mean, let's look at all the crazy things we've lived through. I mean, we went from, I'm guessing you're about my age, right? Somewhere in your late 30s. 33. 33. Oh, shit. Early 30s. All right. So, yeah, we're still in the same ballpark. <laughs> yeah. uh, so, we went from having a world without computers to having video games being a normal thing. All of a sudden, there's the internet. We can talk to anyone. We have all the insanity of the hyper, whatever you want to call it now, like just instant access to everything. Like I have access to you. We're on fucking (laughs) 17 hour time difference. Yeah. I'm like in the future essentially right now. Yeah, pretty much. It's two in the morning here. (laughs) Oh shit. Okay. It's It's eight in the morning. Hey, I knew exactly what I was getting into. (laughs) <laughs> I knew exactly what I was getting into doing this. I agreed to the time and I'm like, I know exactly what I'm doing. I know how I have to make my schedule work. I'm like, okay, I can do this. So Perfect. it's not phasing me at all. And <laughs> yeah, I mean like we can do this. Whereas just like, I mean, growing up, like if I wanted to call someone in my family who was on the West coast, three hours behind me, like, that was a big deal because there was long distance calling and whatever that fucking cost. And I was just <laughs> like, Oh yeah, I'm just, and you know, we're, we're talking into a phone like this and maybe we get bored after five minutes. Whereas you and me are looking at each other in the face right now. And we just had a three way call with three different countries. <laughs> yeah. I'm recording this and we're going to fucking put it out on the World Wide web for everyone to listen to. <laughs> yeah i mean like, it's pretty it's the internet is amazing as as amazing as it is fucking weird yeah but, that's for like, true we're, we're we're fortunate now that because three of us are based here in christchurch our new guitarist dan he's in wellington which is in the north island um and then kuda obviously being in australia but the only way that can work is with the internet um, mm-hmm. I mean, I don't know how there, there were probably bands with people in different cities back in the day, but th- th- how easy it is now is pretty amazing. Yeah, no, that is really yeah. amazing. So, like, yeah, I mean, we up until up until Kuda joined the band, we were all here in the same city in Christchurch for like twelve or eleven years, maybe. Yeah, about 11 years, we were all in the same city. So we're still figuring this whole thing out. But it's quite cool, like the last tour of Australia we did with Kuda, obviously being in Australia, it made, um, you know, financially it made things actually a bit easier, which is cool. Nice. So is it easy for him to get back and forth? Yeah, like New Zealand and Australia have a pretty great relationship um, like passport wise. So to get in and out, that's just like, I, I think 
they were even talking about not even needing a passport soon to go from New Zealand to Australia, as long as you've got one nice. or the other. <clears throat> so that would make things even easier again. But, I mean, a lot of people, <laughs> well, from what I've heard, a lot of people think that New Zealand is actually just part of Australia. It's like a state of Australia, but we are a different country. <laughs> I am well aware of that. <laughs> yeah, you know, it was uh yeah, no, that was actually drilled into my head before I Yeah, before I even knew a lot. I was just like, oh yeah, those are different countries. I had this really <laughs> weird fascination as a child of staring at globes. Yeah, cool. That yeah, would probably so actually like be one of my That'd probably be one of my conspiracies I'd go to is it's not one of my conspiracies, but I've heard that New Zealand isn't on a lot of maps and globes and whatnot. Um, because apparently we have a lot of bunkers here for like wealthy, important people. So if shit hits the fan, people come to New Zealand and then it's not on maps. So hopefully people won't find them. <laughs> but, you know. Well, that's the thing, though, is everyone knows that the, like the super ultra wealthy like have their bunkers there for like when shit does go south, which is a, it's a fun prepper game to play. But you know, when's it honestly really going to happen? I, I mean, I don't know about. <laughs> it's one of those things that just makes me laugh so hard, even though I fall victim to uh, just going, oh, yeah, I am going to need that for the upcoming zombie apocalypse. That's definitely <laughs> what I, it's going to be a thing I need. I need the Jackhawk 9000 tactical machete and uh, a new backpack. <laughs> well, we don't even have access to that kind of stuff here. We don't have any. <sighs> any cool apocalypse tools really will be they don't have like shovels and military surplus we've got some military surplus here but you know you'd be lucky to get a pair of boots that fit you and maybe some like camo pants <laughs> there's, there's no there's no guns there's no like big knives i think they they recently banned like all automatic or semi and automatic weapons here mm -hmm. so i think you know you could have like a hunting rifle and maybe like an air gun <laughs> and good luck in the Man, contrary to popular opinion though there are some hunting rifles out there that can do way more damage than a semi-automatic weapon oh no doubt something big caliber. they're just yeah no, I have a. I don't know shit about guns, but you know. I mean, I have a bolt action one, and like, no, it'll do more damage than you know. Yeah, it's the size of the round and all that, and but it's for hunting. Like that's its purpose. Hmm. Yeah. Well, I guess we we don't really have big game here either. Like we don't have bears. New Zealand's weird. We don't. It's not like Australia where they've got crazy shit trying to kill you we don't really Everywhere. have that here like <laughs> yeah we don't have listen your boy kuda he, he had a snake in his drum <laughs> yeah he literally just told us this 
<laughs> we don't get spiders. I've actually seen you. a few. Yeah, right. Yeah. No, we don't have... N- none of the wildlife here is trying to kill you. We've got, like, flightless birds, some, like, cute parrots. Um, yeah. N- nothing we do really have fun. elk, though, I thought. Um, I'm not sure if we've got elk. Like, I don't think we've got elk, like, naturally. I think, like, if we've got elk, it's been, like, introduced. Oh. Um, because we know... don't even... We actually didn't have any mammals. We were completely... It was all birds, I think. We were just birds. And then they introduced, like, some sort of... some stoats and rabbits and things like that which are all just like out of control now um some cats so we have like massive pest problems now but it's all been stuff that's been introduced and i think that's i mean don't quote me on this i'm just i'm just spitballing but i think that's why like some of our flightless birds like even the kiwi like gone extinct because things just keep eating it it's got like no defenses whatsoever it can't even fly away <laughs> but it actually does a yeah. pretty sick like death metal growl if you've ever heard a kiwi or if, if you want to hear a kiwi i'd suggest looking it up it makes like a like a savage death metal black metal sound <laughs> i need to look that up now hold on i gotta write this down <laughs> Yeah, it's crazy. It done the rounds on the internet recently, and people were like, "What the fuck?" That's what that sounds like. <laughs> it's fantastic. No, I know. Even in America, like the, you know, house cats, like they will go around murdering everything. They've murdered a shit ton of birds here. I believe I saw in Australia, like people actually hunt them because of how many things they kill that are not you know, they have no defenses for it. Yeah. So, so they're like hunting the cats. Yes. Yeah. I mean, I've yeah, seen was, that. I don't know how true it is. I think there was New Zealand got on the shit recently because there was a competition somewhere in small town, New Zealand, small town, New Zealand is very, uh, u- unique, I guess. <laughs> Um, um, I think they had a. I, I find that was... small towns anywhere are a microcosm. Like you just change <laughs> the name, possibly the accent, and it's the same fucking thing. There's a show out of Canada called Letter Kenny, and oh yeah, 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 we've seen that. Okay, good. So you know what I'm talking about, and like everyone <laughs> in Canada loves that show, and like I knew about it early because I, I played hockey, so I'm like, sweet. And, uh, yeah. And then like, it kind of like trickled down into America and more and more people started finding out about it. And like small towns all over America are just like, yes, exactly that. (laughs) That is us here. Yeah. But I think that there was a competition where they were giving kids, um, like there was a prize for how many feral cats these kids could shoot and kill and like bring back. And I think a lot of people were outraged by that. But, you know, that's small towns for you. Hey, I mean, I the grew up in one and, yeah, I get it. <laughs> I mean, yeah. 
we had a raccoon living under the garage growing up. And ever since then, me and my brother wanted, have wanted a raccoon as a pet. And we weren't allowed to have that one as a pet, but you know, I always wanted one. Uh, Do people actually have dogs? If you can get one separated from its like mom, like damn near instantly. So like it only knows you, you got a good chance of it not ever going wild. So like all the ones you yeah. see of like people that have one, most of them are like Russians and like <laughs> Russians are just fucking crazy. So I don't know if you can actually have one unless you have like an exotic animal license or like mm. you can prove that you're rehabilitating it and you know what you're doing. That's like one of the big yeah. things, but you can't really keep one. And like, I mean, there are some States where you can get an exotic animal license easier. like. Texas, you can have lions and tigers if you have the property for it. <laughs> yeah. Uh, yeah, certain so states, wolf, you're allowed to have a wolf. A wolf. You're allowed to have a wolf in certain states. And then in other states, yeah. you're allowed to have a hybrid up to like X amount of percent. So some are 50% wolf, wolf dog hybrid, some are 75%, some are 90%, some are, you are not allowed to have anything wolf. Damn. Yeah, I've got a a whippet. Definitely zero percent wolf. (laughs) I used to have dachshunds. I'm not. What's the the little sausage dog? Oh yeah, okay, yeah, yeah, yeah. Wiener dogs, sausage dogs, dachshund. (laughs) Yeah, yeah. The thing bred to go in a badger hole and fight them. I think we we say dash hound here. A lot of people but do. Is that but, the same you know, word? Yeah, yeah, yeah. We probably say I, it wrong. Well, since it's it's actually that germ, that's how it's pronounced in German, where they came from, is Dachshund. Yeah, right. So Dox meaning badger, Hund meaning hound. They bred them to sniff out and hunt badgers. Hmm. So, like, the actual full-size ones are really fucking cool, but most people just see the miniatures, which are a lot smaller, but still cool-looking. Mm. Yeah, there's actually a dude that walks, he's got like three of them, and he walks them past my work every single day without fail. And they're just trodding along trying to keep up with them. <laughs> I liked them. They're great dogs. Yeah, hell yeah. Oh, man, I love dogs. Massive, massive dog person myself. Hell yeah. So whippets are the ones that look like smaller greyhounds, right? Yeah, it's like a a greyhound, maybe like seventy percent of the size, but same shape, um, same. Well, I mean, fast as fuck, and just really funny personalities. <laughs> so, have you ever put the Devo hat on him and said, "Whip it, good"? <laughs> no, but that's that's probably something that could go viral. That's like a TikTok video right there. <laughs> Probably. I'm no uh I'm pretty sure I've seen like a stupid meme of something similar to that before where it's like a picture of a whippet with the Devo hat on and says whippet good. <laughs> That's great. Get several whippets together and then it's whippet really good. <laughs> oh but yes. All right, man. 
I am so? probably just starting to run out of time here, man. So, all right. It's been awesome well, having a chat with you, dude. And um, thank you very we much. Massively appreciate it. We massively, I massively appreciate, appreciate you. Yeah, man. Anyone that wants to wants to yarn, you know, talk about music and and all this other good shit. It's what it's all about, really. It's about the community. It's about metal. It's about bringing people together. That's what the music is to us, anyway. A one right. big family. We've always been one big family. Our band, and you know, everyone else is kind of our extended family. So. Yeah, we're always happy. Always happy to do things like this. Excellent. Well, you, sir, and Kuda or anyone else from the band are welcome back anytime. Just, you know, get a hold of me or I'll get a hold of you if I get bored again. Or if people are clamoring for more. <laughs> they want to hear more about uh, facts. Most of the facts we've said, well, most of the facts I've said, Definitely probably aren't true. Definitely probably. <laughs> I feel like we spoke some good truths about cheese. Um, we learned a lot about Australia and New Zealand. And yeah, I was supposed like, I asked a few friends if they had any questions and one of, there were some insane ones. I should probably just ask you one. Have you ever seen Lucy Lawless from Xena Warrior Princess around New Zealand? Um, More specifically, nah, the I, man I, wants to know if if her <laughs> boobs look as fantastic in person as they do in Xena Warrior Princess. I absolutely have no idea. Um, I think, like, I remember that show from when I was a kid, growing up in like right. the nineties. But I've never seen her. Nah, I don't. She probably doesn't even live in New Zealand, to be honest. It's <laughs> <sighs> a shame. Most people who get famous just move away. <laughs> and then that is small town they, right they, there. Like, yeah, like I'm from New Zealand, but, you know, they live in like New York or they live in California or something. <laughs> oh, those places are so lame. They should go to like Florida or Louisiana. <laughs> well, man, you know, yeah, I think that's just. I guess it is kind of like a small town thing. People want to get out, but I personally, I fucking love New Zealand. It's um, it's an amazing place. If you ever get the chance to come here, I would recommend. You mentioned Lord of the Rings when we first got on here. Um, yes, and you know, like we certainly take it for granted, but all of the like nature and stuff that we have around here, it's pretty freaking amazing. I definitely recommend people come here. Check it out. Hobbiton, Hobbiton as well. You can actually go to Hobbiton and like stay there. You can have a massive feast in the, in the like Hobbit homes. It's fucking sick. That is awesome. <laughs> it's not that cheap. You're just making you know. me want to go net more now. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, that's somewhere in the North Island, but I think a lot of it was filmed here in the South Island as well. You don't have to go far. Like, I mean, you drive, I'm in Christchurch, which is like one of the biggest cities, <clears throat> but you know, you drive like half an hour in any direction and you're just in the wilderness. It's pretty, pretty special. I think. 
That's pretty fantastic. <laughs> I would love that. Yeah, cool, man. I love those sorts of things. Right. Well, sir, thank you for everything. And yeah, uh, no worries, man. Thank you. Yeah. I'll be in touch and probably just annoying you randomly going, Hey, thank you for everything again. You know, just, you know, common Dude, hell politeness yeah. and all that good stuff. Giving you horns well, and stuff. If, well, you, if you um continue getting more bands on, you know, we'll come back to yes. this once you've had another 30, 30 bands come through and then we'll, we'll come back and we'll, um, we'll see what's changed and how the, how the, do you got any suggestions or requests of people who I should ask? Um, Oh man, who do I like? Imperial triumphant. Are they in your neck of the woods? They are out of New York city, I believe. So yeah, that is my neck of the woods. Yeah. Yeah. I thought so, man. If you could chat to them, that'd be fucking cool. I think those guys are pretty mysterious. Cool. (laughs) <laughs> they are a bit mysterious, and also they had Kenny G on their last record, which blew my mind. I mean, that's just fucking <laughs> sick. <laughs> yeah, if you he's actually plays in the single too on the um, uh, the music video. Like he's one of the people in like the mass. Like, but you know, he's obviously <laughs> has the whatever instrument Kenny G plays. But like, it's sax. I think. I can't remember if it's, I think it's sax. Maybe it's flute. I don't know. But no, (laughs) like, since New York City is, like, such a weird scene in that, like, if you start getting, like, crossover recognition ability and, like, people know who you are and, like, Kenny G was there and they're like, can we get Kenny G? And they got Kenny G and he was, like, all for it because he, like, liked that, like, it's actually quite common in America for a lot of bands to in like mm-hmm. not listen to like exclusively just metal. So like actually interestingly, Slayer, Tom Araya loves country music. Yes. And yeah, like I, yeah, like a I'm not surprised. <laughs> yeah. Uh a lot of the guys from Lamb of God, like they're from the South too. They listen to a lot of country also. Like well, yeah, there's just a yeah. I think, I think a lot large of large crossover mix. Yeah, like our, our our old guitarist Ben, who's now sort of like a co-manager. Like he, Whitney Houston, man, Whitney Houston through and through, fucking loves Whitney Houston. And when he left the band, we actually did a, a farewell show for him, and we surprised him. He didn't know this was going to happen, but the concert like stopped. And then um, I Will Always Love You started playing by Whitney Houston. <laughs> it's like epic moment. And there were people crying and shit. <laughs> it was really uh, No, I got, a, I got a guy that works in my company's warehouse. He's a fantastic man. And I love him. He's got about 10 years on me. And like me and him are just like on that same wavelength. But he absolutely fucking loves um oh shit what's her name she sings that one christmas song that comes out all i want for christmas is you mariah carey yeah (laughs) he has an insane fascination with her and like you know he's into all the same heavy stuff and like 80s 
punk and thrash. And he's just like, so like I was cruising around the Amazon like right before Christmas. And like, I just got a suggestion for a Mariah Carey Christmas shirt. And I was just like, I got to send that to the warehouse. So I got a hold of the lady in charge of the warehouse. Cause like him and her went to high school together. I'm like, Casey, you got to help me. Like I'm sending this for Scott. And she's just like, Oh, that is perfect. <laughs> Hell yeah. Well, I mean, variety is the spice of life, you know? Oh, fuck I yeah. I'd go crazy. If, if, if all I listened to was metal, I think I'd go a bit crazy. I, I like to mix it up. I actually make you got to break it up. Like, yeah, I make electronic music as well. I make a bit of um, some like fast experimental electronic stuff. Um, I've been doing that for like five years or so. But um, over New Year's, played played this massive festival in Takaka here in New Zealand, and for the first time, I've I've played there like at this festival five five years running. It's called Twisted Frequency. But for the first time this year, I got to play on the main stage. Um, fucking insane experience. But yeah, love love all sorts of music. Do you have any uh, your electronic stuff released that we can look up? Yeah, absolutely. Yeah, it's called Pill Murray. Like Bill Murray, but Pill. <laughs> so H-I-L-L Murray? No, nah, Pill. Like Pill, like I'm going to swallow a pill. Oh, Pill. P. P for Peter, Pill Murray. <laughs> Got it. It's some crazy shit. Weird. Well, check that out. <laughs> Sick. Awesome, man. Well, I will leave you to it. It must be like 2.30 in the morning over there. Um, yeah. I've got to get it, get on to making some dinner and stuff, but really appreciate your time, man. Thank you. I appreciate yours as well. Awesome. All right. Have a great night, Cheers, sir. Bro. Cheers. See ya. Bye.